0: this is dave mcmahon the pastor at rockbridge church i'm on here with trevor kennedy pastor at. What's up? <laughs> hey you took my what's up uh, <laughs> uh trevor kennedy the pastor at good news united methodist church and we are welcoming kathy quinn who's a licensed professional counselor who is a partner at rockbridge but also helps out around at good news and just a wonderful human can you say hi to everybody kathy hi thank you
1: David, I think on Tuesday you called her like a local license pastor.
0: Uh, I did it again last night, too. I, I get that. You know, we have local license. License
2: pastors. something. <laughs> I am licensed.
0: Uh, generally, it's just I'm a mess. So, you know, that's how that works. Yeah. So, well, Kathy, could you introduce yourself and tell tell our, our listeners a little bit about you and, and how you got into counseling? And, um
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for having me and uh, talking about all these important issues uh, regarding coronavirus and coronacation. and um, <laughs> thank you for you know just um, shedding light on the fact that people uh, it's not so much to dwell on what the negative is and what what's going on, but also the importance of connection and um, and emotional you know reg- regulation right now uh, is really difficult for everyone so. Um, whatever I can do to help anyone with that. I am a licensed professional counselor in private practice in Cedar park and, um, uh, doing my sessions online much like this. So, um, we're all learning new skills and, um, uh, sharpening ones we may have kind of been beginning to have, but hoping to, um, still be able to connect and share in meaningful ways. Um, not only, um, using these methods for, uh, you know, Bible studies and and faith um, connections, but also in the realm of counseling and um, kind of doing it for the benefit of our of, of uh, maintaining our mental health um, over time through this crisis.
0: For those of you who don't know, we are currently the the four of us. Austin Taylor's on here; he's going to be a silent partner uh, to, to today. But we are n- practicing social distancing, although I heard someone call it physical distancing because we want to be socially close, right? And we're doing that, over, so we're having this conversation over Zoom, and it, it's pretty interesting. But the next question I wanted to ask all of us is just, how are you doing? You know, and and Kathy, Trevor, myself, will all answer, how are you doing? It's 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 been a little over a week and a half, and and I know it's been a struggle for a lot of people.
2: Trevor, I'll go
1: first. Um, today is kind of we got the text message I guess yesterday that Cora's daycare has shut down, um, and so today's been the first day where it's been Danielle and I trying to juggle being mom and dad, uh, but also trying to work and um, with an 18 month old that can be difficult. Um, So we're just, I don't want to say it's struggling, but just trying to manage and navigate uh, what this new looks like.
2: Um, Yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's kind of new normal. Um, We have to decide, you know, um, that um, this is kind of what we need to do for the time being. We don't know how long, which makes us worry and makes us um, not know how to plan, but that we can roll with that. And that we're all having to do it is also helpful. So we are all in this together. And for me, it's just been trying to remind everyone um, what I need to constantly remind myself, which is there is hope um, to remain hopeful and to um, be flexible. And that's hard to do.
0: Yeah, yesterday was was pretty hard for the McMinn family. We had to go to the uh, airport and drop off our beloved exchange student, Aurora, uh, who we had grown really close to. She's a member of the family, will be, you know, even though she's in Italy now. And that was part of it, too. You know, here she's she's from Italy, from Milan, and going back to, you know, where it's, it's really, you know, they're really struggling there. And so, you know, I spent a lot of time yesterday reflecting on, first, thinking about, wow, this is This is really hitting us, hitting our family personally, but then also kind of feeling guilty about that because there's people who are losing jobs and then people who, you know, have loved ones who are sick or very sick, or or maybe even know people who have lost a loved one. Uh, And then, and then thinking about, you know, however it affects us is how it affects us. And it's okay to be upset, even if your troubles aren't as big as other people's. And so, yeah, it it was it it was also interesting because, you know, how Michelle and I handled it was very different. I didn't want to stop and think about it. So I mowed the yard, cleaned the garage, did the dishes and just every little thing that I could possibly do around the house to make sure that I didn't stop moving where Michelle just needed to sort of be with it. And so it was it was a really interesting day, a really sad day. But uh, I think it's providing some empathy for what other people are going through.
2: Yeah. Like keeping things in perspective is very important at this time. Um, although what we feel is, um, loss of, um, uh, regularity and loss of consistency and schedules, um, in addition to loss of, um, a sense of loss that, um, things, um, that, that we're, that we're missing out on things that we're not getting, what some things that we are used to, um, or that things could get worse, you know, that's always, um, kind of worrying, but that, like you said, some, sometimes we need to stay busy and distract ourselves from that thought, and then sometimes we need to more sit with that and just allow the emotion to to roll through, and that that can be hard to sit through sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like that. <laughs> so, um, Kathy,
1: as we kind of move forward in this, like you said, this is going to be—we don't know how long this is our new normal. Um, so, as we kind of journey into the future of what that looks like. What are maybe some things, uh, some mental and emotional um, things that we as individuals, um, as parents, as, um, yeah, as friends, as all these roles that we live in, what are things that we need to be aware (laughs) of uh, with the social distancing or physical distancing as David said?
2: I mean, it's, it's difficult because things are so different. Um, we aren't going by the same places, seeing the same people. Um, and some people, like you said, might feel more of a need to not interact in a way. And then some people are, are like going crazy and need constant interaction, um, that kind of thing. Uh, we're all going to handle it a lot differently. And I think it's important to understand the differences that we all have in handling this that what I choose to do um, during this time may be very different from somewhere someone else, and that's okay. Like you said, as long as we practice giving people a lot of grace um, throughout this process, knowing that um, our faith connects us in these circumstances that are difficult. Um, but yet we're not gonna all respond and do everything exactly the same. So, um, you know, the idea of having to start practicing these things for some is, is kind of normal or more normal. You know, I work from home. I don't see a lot of people, uh, that kind of thing. Other people, this is very different. I would be seeing a flow of people daily in my office. Um, I would be seeing, you know, my child would be seeing numerous, numerous, countless, you know, kids at school, et cetera, and we're seeing no one right now. So, uh, it's, it's just an adjustment timeframe. Um, but we all feel very discombobulated. So there's reason why you feel this way.
0: I really appreciate you giving people permission to feel the way they feel, you know, and, and to deal with it the way they need to deal with it. Are there some unhealthy ways that people are dealing with it uh, that you've
3: seen?
2: Um, Yeah. I mean, I tend to try to, uh, encourage as many uh, in the conversations I'm having, um, the, the proactive and hopeful, um, thought processes that people have, but you're right. There are people who, um, are already isolated and, or, um, experiencing a low mood or depression, and it could be exacerbated at this time. Um, my suggestion for that is for people to continue to, um, literally move the body and in any way that they can, um, that that will help process, um, a lot of, um, uh, sort of brain chemicals and, um, stress hormones and, um, to continue drinking water and just to continue the healthy, healthiest nutrition that they're able to, um, have at this time. Um, and to notice when they're needing to reach out, um, or notify someone if they're, um, any thoughts of uh, either passive or active suicidality that you're getting in touch with a professional especially, but also that um, you can work through those things. Um, the professionals are available. It's just a little bit different on how we're making those connections. And I want to encourage you that all is not lost if you can't show up at your doctor or show up at your counselor's office, but to still reach out. And, and if there's a whole time on the phone or et cetera, or a voicemail process that must be in place, that's all for a reason right now. And um, just to hang, hang in there. Um, if anyone needs my contact information, we will be providing that in various forms and um and also um, just knowing that uh, talking to each other is probably uh actually necessary right now and so um being complete feeling completely alone in this wouldn't be an uh, would be a normal and natural reaction and that i want to validate but that there are ways to uh, also get in touch um, even when you feel like it's not worth it it is
1: i want to go back to something uh, you said so, uh, probably three minutes, four minutes ago. Uh, and it's something I need to hear constantly. And that's that we all process this differently. Um, in working with some people uh, just yesterday, I was like, I kept telling my wife, Danielle, I think they're just operating out of fear and we need to get over that. Um, and I need to realize I needed to take a step back and say, you know what? They're just processing and uh, handling this differently than I would, um, and they're right to do that. Right.
2: Right. So. <clears throat> um, I think the key here would be um, uh, trying to um, uh, how how would I say that? Like, put a pause button on judgment and yeah. feeling, and some of our judgmental feelings about um, others right now. Um, someone might be offended. Someone's walking down the street in public because they shouldn't be out. They should be in, they shouldn't, you know, this is panicking them. Um, or that, um, you know, that, that, that people who are, um, I don't know, at the store buying too much of something, you know, that they're, that they're bad or, or this or that. Um, I think right now at this time, we're allowed to have our reactions, we, we can see and, and, and think that I'm different from that person and I wouldn't do that, but I'm also going to just reserve and hold judgment right now during these times of duress and times of fear and, and times of not knowing. Um, if you're able to prove 110%, Trevor, to people that everything is going to be okay, they're never going to get the coronavirus, this is all just kind of precautionary and et cetera, then great. I'm glad that we could know that information, but that is not the current information that we're all being given right now. And so various people will, um, you know, go into full action. Um, so there's fight, flight, or freeze. And so we go into full action and sort of fight this thing and be really proactive against it. Um, other people want to shut down and not respond much, and, and maybe um, seem um, mean or um, sad, or they may seem um, despondent, or they might even seem rude to us. Mm-hmm. And then other because they just don't want contact. Some some people do not want to speak to you because they don't even want to get close to you. They're just in total fear. Um, and then others are, are just kind of rolling with it and doing a little bit better and adjusted to the idea of it. Maybe even involving humor, um, trying to stay as lighthearted and hopeful as possible. So, you know, that could be annoying to others even. So, it, you know, there's a lot of friction right now. And even within our own families, we're having to experience the differences that people are feeling at this time. So um, take it with a grain of salt and give it give them grace. Allow them to process what's needed. And some people feel in shock. Some people feel like they haven't even felt it yet. It's not even touching them.
1: Are you telling us to be (laughs) Christ-like?
2: I mean, you know, it's an idea. (laughs) It's an idea.
0: As we we move forward a little bit, you know, I know a lot of people, I, I talked last night about we need to get rid of the stigma of speaking to a counselor. And that if you that we need to take depression, anxiety, you know, some of those those things very seriously, and it's okay, you know, it's it's okay to reach out. Uh, so how, especially in the midst of Corona and isolation, right? So, if, if someone's struggling with depression and it's been exasperated by the situation, do you have some some words of advice for them? And then what if what if it's someone is having situational depression because of Corona? What what's some of your words of advice to that?
2: Okay. So depression and anxiety are often a cycle, and it's hard to tell the difference between depression and anxiety. It really doesn't matter in terms of what David's saying. You don't feel good. It's a high discomfort level for you. Um, I think that if we would realize right now we're overwhelmed, that's a really great way to express how we're feeling right now. Frustrated is, a, is another really good way. And, um, you know, worried is also another, another good phrase that, that people are feeling right now. So rather than just saying I'm anxious or or I feel depressed about this or so it's or I'm so sad, um, we can start to expand um, the vocabulary of emotion right now. Um, if you're feeling uh, that your depression that you've already been experiencing is exacerbating due to this, um, then I would say that uh, it, it's even more important for you to do the self-care that is needed on a daily basis to, like I said before, move the body, hydrate, um, uh, get enough nutrition. Um, but also maybe even sunshine from time to time, there are some very good effects with even just 10 minutes of, of, of sunshine, um, not to get a sunburn, but to absorb into your skin, even arm areas, et cetera. Um, some of the vitamin D, and then also uh, just making sure again that you're, um, Uh, noticing when you're feeling completely shut down and do need a professional level of care, Um, you know, reaching out to, like you said, no stigma, just reaching out and saying, hey, this has really gotten me down to a level that I um, need some um, connection and some support. Um, But there are other people who are just in this situation feeling very worried, frustrated. I I would kind of try to talk to them about the uh, whole range and gamut of emotions Um, that we're all feeling at this time. It's, uh, I often describe it as the tangled ball of emotion. Um, It's one, one concept that we learned in divorce care. There's a lot going on in our minds. Um, It's not just sadness. It's not just fear. It's not just um, uh, um, trying, you know, trying to be hopeful in a, in a kind of seemingly hopeless time. Um, So maybe that helps uh, explain that this is all just a big um, ball of emotion rather than singly depression or singly anxiety
0: that's really good that's good um what are some of the resources that are available for people out there right now
2: Uh, obviously calling into even just your general practitioners and if you're explaining some of the um um, emotional um Um, symptoms that you may be having, they can help you either adjust your medications if you're on some already or talk to you about potential um, anxiety or depression medications if needed. Um, uh, But aside from medications, a lot of people um, are just trying to figure out um, the ways to sort of um, uh, get help in other ways. Finding a counselor could be very helpful. Even, I, I, even if you haven't met a, the counselor before, this virtual method can still be very helpful. Even one session can be very helpful and valuable to kind of get you back on the right track or to get you to uh, a certain way of um, starting out to process this experience. So even one session can be very helpful. But if your insurance or your finances don't allow, then um, it may be possible to get in touch with you know, David or Trevor, uh, to try to find out what can be, what else could be done. And there are resources for um, those who are in financial need, especially at this time of crisis or mental health um, resources that I can put uh, David or Trevor or or myself can put you in touch with. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Of course, uh, you know, all of us as pastors are trained somewhat in in pastoral care and and where we can always provide that baseline. If just a listening, sometimes it's just having someone to listen to you you know, and, and, and know are praying with you. Yeah. And pray. Yeah, absolutely. Pray, which is a great lead into the next, uh, next question of, and, and, I'd love to hear Trevor and, 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 and both, uh, Trevor and Kathy answer this. What's the role of faith as a support through all of this as, as we're just wrestling with, with what's going on in our world?
1: Well, and maybe a way to ask that too, is as pastors and as leaders of a community of faith, how can we Kathy help people live into this new normal?
2: Um, I mean, I think that the um, constant availability of of, of, of what you guys are providing um, to support our faith in ways that we're used to already, but in a method that's very different has been really helpful uh, to me and to others that I know in keeping the consistency of um, learning and growing and fellowshipping, you know, and keeping hopeful. Um, So keep doing what you're doing to provide, you know, music and services and Bible studies and other learning opportunities and fellowship opportunities online. Um, Also, I think that just um, finding ways to have your daily uh, source of um, of keeping yourself uh, faithful, hopeful, um, keeping yourself calm. Also, um, because you know, when we pray, when we when we do centered prayer, when we do um, things that where we're studying a verse and we're we're diving into what this application to our daily life right now is, those are ways in which we can start to apply the word of God, um, and uh, and and the actions you know that Jesus is trying to teach us into every single daily experience. So it's it's not easy to keep. Um, that in the forefront of our mind when we're, you know, when, when something's going around on Facebook or, you know, uh, panicking us on the news. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think there's something there about you also, uh, the source of truth that you turn to, right. Uh, We need to learn to be really good filters in what we read and what we see, especially on Facebook, you know, because there's a lot of things on Facebook that are out there To, to have good quality news sources that, are as unbiased as possible there's it's impossible to completely be unbiased and to trust our faith leaders community leaders local politicians who are who are leading in this and um rather than the the stuff that's going around that's not helpful right so i think that's a really good reminder one to-
2: other thing i would say is that church is not the building itself that's right. and that church and our faith um, um both can be applied in almost any circumstance um, you know, um, a fellow counselor, Michelle Natinsky, here in Austin, uh, or she's a Ph.D. psychologist, is um, suggesting, you know, doing, you know, you can join this with things that you do uh, with your Bible study or your prayer, but you can en- enjoy um, yoga or breath work, hiking outdoors, Um even just some time to fellowship with the family, et cetera. Um, And just being able to find the the bright spots in each part of our days. Um, If we can um, try to make a connection each day with the positive things, then we have a much more positive and hopeful mindset um, throughout the collective weeks. If If every single day we're just saying, well, that was another bad day, then we finally have a collection of really, really bad weeks. So it's very important every day to find a hopefulness and to uh, kind of plug in your faith into um, um, what's going on around you in the present moment each day and then connect each day together so that you have a collectively um, more positive experience with it.
1: Absolutely. It makes me think of uh, all of Paul's letters uh, where he starts out with just giving thanks. Even if he's about to um, get on to the church that he's writing to or something like that, he pauses to remind himself to give thanks for for them in the ways that God's been at work in their lives. Um, And so maybe that one of the things we need to do is just pause every day and give thanks for something. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes, I've been sharing with people who are starting gratitude journals during this time, which seems like a very odd time to be starting a gratitude journal, but one of the most necessary times. And so when we are able to be thankful for the health and well-being that we currently have um, and for our family members, also the time that we're able to spend with family may be increased at this time. Um, For many of us, it's way increased, Um, (laughs) but just the positivity of that. Um, we may be driven crazy, but um, it, these are moments that we um, wouldn't have otherwise. And to also be grateful for the things in America, and and um, not just only America, but where we do have the benefit of so many um, conveniences and healthcare and things like that, where some others have less or or way less. And so we just have to be very, very cognizant at all times of what we have to be grateful for on a daily basis.
0: Sure. I have, I have a fun question for you, Kathy and, and Trevor. So uh, what are you watching on Netflix right now?
2: Trevor?
1: <laughs> uh, um, I have to confess that all the commercials for Hunters on Amazon Prime had my interest peaked. and Danielle and I are on episode five. So, it's, We started that too. That's pretty intense. We
0: watched the, we started the tiger. What is the thing about the tiger
1: King? Tiger King or whatever.
0: Yeah. That, that was wild. I fell asleep to that last night as Michelle was watching it, but it was, it was weird, but it was interesting, I guess. So what about you, Kathy? What are you watching on Netflix?
2: I haven't Netflixed. I, I, I'm not, I'm not doing that right oh, now as much. Uh, we spent,
3: <laughs> we spent,
2: a we spent a week at the ranch that didn't, that didn't help, you know, no internet really. And, um, you know, just kind of some cellular stuff. But um, there was a uh, funny show about parenting. I think it's called Breeders that oh, Charles yeah. and I were watching. Um, language wise, not so good. But other than that, very funny. So, you know, just kind of the parent experience and, you know, just funniness to laugh at.
0: That's probably really good right now to laugh at ourselves as parents. You know, all three of us have have young kids at home and it's made this time extra challenging and, uh, a lot of appreciation for teachers, a lot of appreciation for people who homeschool their kids, a lot of appreciation for, uh, you know, a lot of different things. So maybe, maybe we're developing more empathy, which would be good, but I think it's, it's good to have fun. Uh, and, uh, I encourage you all to, to pick up a new hobby and a board, you know, I love board games, which well, I think that's all we're talking about next week, isn't it?
1: Trevor? Next Thursday, yes, sir. But I want to hear Austin has a little more free time on his hands than probably the three of us. So I want to hear what maybe like a token millennial is watching on Netflix right now. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, I uh, I am doing kind of the classic stuff, which is right now I'm on Disney Plus catching up on a Star Wars Rebels canon. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also uh, a little bit consumed because the new Animal Crossing came out. For those of you that don't know, Animal Crossing is a video game where you are assigned to an island and you basically do chores all day for a capitalist raccoon that has sold you the place. So you get a house and, and you basically uh build things and go fishing and plant flowers and stuff and in return. Maybe a
1: want to know what our token millennial is doing. <laughs> it's very complicated. <laughs> it's a game. game we're, we're pretending
0: to work. Got
3: right. it. Right. It's, it's a game that is kind of meant for children, but somehow everyone in my generation loves it, uh, and so just finds it really peaceful during this time. But really, it's kind of just a guise for extreme capitalism under a ruthless raccoon. So, but no one wants to admit that. We just want to plant flowers and go fishing and collect bugs and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah sounds riveting
0: i i am returning to my gamer days i downloaded the new there's a new call of duty Warzone or something that's free yeah so i'll be hopping on that probably later today <laughs>
3: so. i'm also uh catching of course i mean every millennial has to off has to watch the office at least uh three times a year and so uh you know that's always kind of running in the background of stuff as well so uh other than that i am uh yeah, I'm just kept busy trying to adjust to uh, what's going on, the new normal at work and the new normal at home as well. So,
2: Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, everybody, for jumping on. We are <laughs> going to be doing these twice a week on Tuesdays where we're going to focus on hymns and, and talk about how what they mean to us and, and how they can help us in this time. And then Thursdays, we're going to be doing different topics this week. Thank you so much, Kathy, for jumping on and Austin for making it possible and, and Trevor for and trevor you know
1: um (laughs) thank you all i appreciate it guys and know that we're praying for you and if there's anything we can do don't hesitate to reach out to pastor david
2: or myself thank you so much